Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogbin and I am the creator of the three weekly episodes that are produced. Wealth Wednesday, the A to Z of business on Friday and a longer content piece or interview on a Monday. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast if you think it would support and help somebody else. episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast is all around the hierarchy of teams and business and looking at what organisations and teams need to put into place and to manage and lead through a process and there's four words within the process. This is such a simple thought process, I don't know what else to call it, it's such a simple structure that when you analyse what's going on within your team, within your business, within a joint venture partner, within anything you do, you will without doubt be able to track it back up this and through this process to find out where the real problem lies. And the one thing with everything we do within, within business is that we need to identify the root cause of the problem and deal with that. Otherwise, we are just putting a plaster over a wound rather than looking at what has caused the wound in the first place. So the hierarchy of teams and business. When teams are experiencing problems in their team working, it can sometimes be difficult to know what issue to tackle first. And often team members focus on personal relationships rather than anything else because someone's annoyed somebody else. There's something's grinding and it goes to a personal level. But in many cases, many, many, many cases, problems in this area are merely the symptom rather than being the cause. And over many years where Literally, I have worked with tens of thousands of individuals and teams in business. I can assure you that 90% plus of the issues within a team can be resolved by tracking back to the originating cause of the disagreement. And it will generally be due to one of the top three of the list, the process that I've mentioned earlier, being unclear or boundaries being crossed or poor management and leadership. And remember, that 95% of people that leave an organisation leave the management or the leadership of the organisation rather than the organisation itself. And 80% of people that were polled indicated that they are not working to their most effective uh, usage nor their most effective capabilities. So they're underperforming. So no wonder there are issues within organisations which relate through to relationships. So team and business building are achieved quicker when the following process is utilised in this order. I have done this exercise, actually hate to think how many times, very, very, very rarely do the teams, the leaders, the chief execs, whoever it is I'm working with, get this right. So vision and purpose precedes the hierarchy because 
the four stages will feed into achieving the vision. They will feed into achieving the mission because that becomes what you are working towards. So here are the four words, really simple. In this order, get them focused in this order and you will achieve so many more results with less aggravation, less grief than you can possibly imagine. So number one, goals. Number two, roles. Number three, processes. And number four, relationships. Now relationships, and this goes against the grain for many people, but please believe me, this works. Relationships is the last thing you need to focus on. If you get the number one, two and three, so get your goals clear, get the roles clear, get the processes clear and agreed to, relationships almost by default become so much smoother. Now that is of course not to say you can be a complete nonsense with relationships, of course they feed through, but it is not your priority. It needs never be your priority. The top three have to be in that order. And if things aren't right, so you see there's an issue, you might see there's a goal not being met. You might see that a role isn't being um, worked towards or a process has failed. Generally, where you see these things happening, if you are aware and awake and noticing, is that you will see relationships start to niggle, start to falter. Somebody will say something. You'll see, you'll see an expression on somebody's face. You will pick it up in the relationship first without any doubt. If things aren't going right, track it back to where the problem is and work on that first. Do the analysis, do the assessment, do the review, do the reflection, track it back. Go back to the goal if that's where the problem is and re-agree the goal, restate the goal, talk to people about the goal, get an agreement on the goal because things fade, things get forgotten, change occurs, so realign into the goal which then provides, um, meets your vision, meets your purpose, meets your mission, wherever you are in any business. So agree the goal. Then you agree the role that you are required to fulfill the goal. Now, this is not necessarily the role you have. This is not necessarily a process you have. This is the role. So what role do you need? This isn't a person. This is a role. What role do you need to achieve the goal? And then what processes do you require that support the role to achieve the goal? This is not the process you have and you fit something around it. This is designing, developing, utilizing, creating the process that supports the role to achieve the goal, which achieves the vision, the mission, the purpose of the business, of the agreement. Now this works with any type of working, whether they be permanent teams or whether they be matrix teams. So teams that come together to achieve a purpose and then disperse. It can be for any business, whether that business be 100 years old or a new business. 
It can be for any joint venture partnership that you may be in, whether that joint venture partner is a permanent joint venture, you've set a business up together, or whether it's, again, coming together in a joint venture to achieve one particular thing. So here are some common problems with goals. Typical issues which occur regarding the goals and objectives of the team include to what extent are goals clear and understand, understood by all? Do you have goals? Do you have standards? Does everybody know what they are? To what extent are the goals owned and agreed by all the team members? This is an issue when any individual does not own the goal of the organisation or their part to operate in the business team to achieve the goal. Boundaries get blurred, people don't always work to their responsibilities and some conflict is caused when people are trying to help others achieve their goals, which is perceived as interference. Are team members clear about how their individual goal or more than one goal fit into and contribute to the team goals? And there's a difference between team and working group. Both should have goals. You have working group goals, you have team goals. Do team members have a clear shared vision? And what is the vision? And is there a true clarity about the business and team's purpose? So you have a business purpose, you have a team's purpose that fits the business purpose. And if the team is to function effectively and to achieve the results required, it is essential that the time is taken to answer these questions and to come to an agreed position. And if you're working in a team, that's everybody come to that agreed position. So problems with roles. Common issues associated with roles include a team members clear about their responsibilities, accountabilities and authority. Are team members clear about other team members' responsibilities, accountabilities and authority? And are there any unhelpful overlaps or gaps? And if so, what conflicts are being created between those overlaps or gaps? And time needs to be taken to clarify expectations, responsibilities and so on. Take the time to get this part right. Agreements need to be recorded and regularly reviewed. And it can also be helpful to explore the roles individuals play within the team. So let's just have a brief description of responsibility, accountability and authority because this is very often not understood. So responsibility, its pure definition is duty to do. So be sure that everybody understands what it is their duty to do. Now, sometimes within a business, you'll get that in a job description. Sometimes within a joint venture, you'll get that in your joint venture description. But be very clear about who does what. What is each individual's role and responsibilities linked to the role? Who does what when? The how comes with the processes. And the when sometimes comes with the processes, but the responsibility is who does what. So accountability is the responsi responsible for holding people to account. So when you look at the definition of accountability, 
it means that somebody has the responsibility, so the duty to hold other people to account. You hold yourself to account, so everybody has the responsibility to hold themselves to account, but you also have the responsibility to hold others to account. So um, holding them to account for their behavior, for their results, for whatever it is they are there to do, their duties, we hold them to account. That's a manager, that's a leader, that may be a business partner, a joint venture partner. When we enter into working within a team role, we have to be enter into that party of holding each other to account. So having the conversations. And what does authority give you? Authority gives you the power to act independently and make decisions. Now, the authority has to be in alignment with the responsibility. You can't give somebody the responsibility of working with budgets if you don't give them the authority to countersign to a certain level within the budget. So if you give them the authority to work with a budget, but then you don't give them the authority to make a payment of £5, you are kiboshing them doing conducting their role. So the authority has to be in line with the responsibility, so the actions, the duty to do. An authority can be undermined by somebody overstepping or undermining the authority provided to somebody. So responsibility, accountability and authority, RAA, have to be in alignment with each other. It's no good giving someone the authority to do something and not the authority to complete the task. With authority and the role, there is a power to enforce obedience. And I leave that definition in deliberately. As much as the words are harsh, it is what a manager has to do with support of the organisation. If somebody isn't conducting their responsibilities, then somewhere somebody needs to have that conversation with them. And within the management roles, within a hierarchy, within a business, it has to start with the manager. And then, of course, you go through next processes, second processes, etc., etc., when you get into the employment law side of management. Problems with processes. So teams often do not work as effectively as they could, and this can be because of difficulties with key processes. So common issues. How do we make decisions? How are the decisions communicated? What needs to be communicated and how is this best achieved? How often should we meet? What should we use meetings for? What information do we each need and want? How will we access and share information? Now there is a lot more, but they are some of the common problems. So the team can be encouraged to examine its processes in detail. For example, they could undertake a review of team meetings and identify the key strengths and weaknesses of current practice. This then enables an action plan to be drawn up and future ways of working agreed. Now, when you've got the goals, the roles and the processes effectively designed, effectively working, you will have less issues with relationships because the goals, the roles, the processes help you support and create the culture within the business. Problems with relationships and common issues can include, do team members 
respect each other. The team members value differences within the team. Are there shared values or do individuals' values clash? How is conflict dealt with? And is constructive feedback given to all by all? As well as is praise given to all by all? So where issues around team behaviours, an extremely useful way forward is to establish code of conducts. So together, the team agree how they will behave and produce written statements of expected behaviours. That then takes any problem with a relationship up into the process. So the problems with relationships become less. So honesty is always the best policy. You'll hear me say this many, many, many times. Honesty and transparency is always the best policy. And feedback developed well, as they say, is the champion of kings and queens. Feedback delivered objectively with compassion, both constructive and praise, works absolute miracles. Having that conversation, walking towards the conversation, dealing with the root cause of the issue, and as a manager and a leader, your team will have so much respect for you when you do that, rather than thinking it will just go away, brushing it under the carpet. Your respect and your reputation as a leader, as a manager, will be enhanced when you follow this process. It's four words, goals, roles, processes, relationships. Work on everything in that order, being human, having compassion, and you will achieve far better results in any relationship you're in. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please contact me on any one of the social media channels. I'm on most of them, including Clubhouse and YouTube, and my books are on Amazon. If you would like a topic discussed, please tell me. And if you have found this information useful, please share and please leave a review.